Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things act two. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. Happy Dad Month. I'm so excited to celebrate divorced dads all month long. And today we are going to have so much fun with my guest, relationship and dating coach, Chris Jones. He is going to teach you a game winning strategy around dating apps and first dates. That's right. It's time to up your dating game. And Chris will help you do just that in today's episode, Dates for Divorced Dads. Well, Chris, it is fantastic to have you as my guest today to discuss how we can get our divorced dads some more delicious dates this month. Yes. It's Father's Day month. It's Dad's month. <laughs> I know, and you're a dad. Excellent. You're yes, a dad, a so you're lo- team dad. Yeah, also, so I understand exactly what they're going through. It's not easy, uh, especially with the little ones. So I've got two little ones, a little boy, a little girl. Um, one is going to be four in August, and the little girl's going to be two in August. So I've definitely got my hands full. Um, so yeah, I understand everything that dads are going through right now, and it's not easy. It is not easy, but it's also very rewarding, which I am also sure being a dating and relationship coach is also very yes. rewarding. And I would love to learn more, and I know our listener would love to learn more. How did you become a dating and relationship coach? What inspired that? Yeah, okay, cool. So let's go back a bit. So all the jobs that I've ever done have been very people-centric, okay? So when I was 16 years old, I actually got into the nightclub industry. So I was a nightclub promoter for 10, 11 years. I liked creating environments for people where they could be happy. Music's a passion of mine. I play musical instruments. And then after sort of 10 years of that, I then got into another people-centric job in terms of sales, in terms of recruitment. So I was doing tech recruitment uh, for about another nine, 10 years. But all the way through my life, you know, my male friends, my female friends have always come to me for advice, guidance. I was you know, just going to ask that. I bet that was something that's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not texting back. He's ghosting me. Does she like me? Doesn't she like me? I've always given advice. And then some of my friends have said to me, you know what, Chris, if you ever wrote a book, I'd buy it. And I was like, I haven't got time for writing a book. But yeah, thank you for that. And then they said, you know what? I would pay for your advice. So there's a constant theme going on throughout my life, throughout my 20s and then my 30s. I'm 37 now as a father, like I said. And I actually enjoy helping people. I enjoy creating environments for people. I enjoy people being happy. And I realized I had pertinent advice which could help people in their journey. So I thought, you know what? Why don't I do it? So looked into text and accreditations, what that actually involved. I looked at the competition. And one of the things that kind of inspired me is that when I looked at other dating coaches online and you look at their websites, I kind of felt that, the advice they gave is quite dated. It wasn't really relevant. Interesting. It was, it's interesting. Dated. Okay, keep going. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm listening. Yes. Yeah. And I also felt that whilst they gave blanket sweeping statements, it didn't actually give any context as to how do I get from A to B? A is my current state. B is my 2B state. How do I get there? What tools are you going to arm me with so I can navigate that dating world? Because Fundamentally, most people want to be in loving, committed relationships. But how do you get from a single state into a partnership state? And what I found was that online, there wasn't really many tools or much deep, meaningful advice, which actually helped men and women get there. So I thought, if there's a space for me, why not do it myself? So I've navigated that myself, taught myself, learned, been coached myself. So now I'm in a position now to help people like 
yourself, people who are married, people who are divorced, your relationship um, with advice, coaching and guidance. And that's why we're, here, why we're here today. That is why we're here today, to help our divorced dads have some fantastic, 100%. delicious dates using their dating apps to find matches. So I would love to learn from you a few gems for our dads and, you know, our divorced moms too, but for specifically our dads, because it's dad's month. Sure. What, what do you suggest? Let's start from they're on the dating app. They have a profile. If they were sitting mm-hmm. with you, what would you want to ask them? What would you want to recommend? Okay. So there's a few different nuanced things I need to focus on. So let's start with point number one. Let's start with the pictures. Okay. So I'm going to do some um, points from a male perspective, but also from a female perspective, our female clients. So having female clients enables me to see where do men fail? Why don't men get matched? And what makes women think, you know what, that guy's getting an X. So men, pay attention. Okay. Pay attention. Men, when you pay attention, when you're putting your pictures up, don't put one, don't put two, put a multitude of pictures. In addition to the multitude of pictures, do not pick pictures which were you in your best days, like 10 years ago with the six pack and the speedos <laughs> on the beach. Mark. And the ha- actual the hair pain. on your head. I love yeah, bald yeah, men. Exactly. Bald men, it's sexy. Chris, you agree. 100%, right? Yes. However you look, have a true dictation and true representation of who you are because Fundamentally, when you go on a date with a female, if you're successful to get to that stage, she's going to find out. When you're putting the pictures up, it's always nice to have a smile, get your personality to show through the pictures. But in addition to that, make sure it's not all the same type of picture, okay? You have to have full body pictures. So I, I usually like the ratio of maybe two to one. So if you're having maybe six pictures, at least two of them full body, four of them just your face, okay? I have to ask about these pictures sure. because I'm on dating apps. Talk to yeah. me, Chris about the sunglasses, about the cigars, and about the fish. Yeah, right, okay. okay I mean, let's okay. just keep so it real. Is, keep it, keep it real. No one's a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. The ladies aren't a fan of that. They don't <laughs> like it. When you as guys, okay, if you're going to have a picture of you in your Ferrari, your Porsche, your BMW because you're proud of it, that's nice. But that's typically saying that the car's driving you, you're not driving the car, i.e. that that is the focal point of the picture. The focal point of the picture should be you, not your Gucci watch or your Prada hat, Prada bag. You are wearing the suit. You're wearing the watch, not the watch is wearing you. So don't have loads of things in the background like the sea and picturesque stuff. You can have that, but make sure that you're the focal point. You don't want women to be looking at you thinking, oh my God, he's got a great watch. Oh my God, he must have loads of money. And if you do want that, does that woman really want you for a long, meaningful relationship or just a bit of fun? Then you have to understand what do you really want, right? Right. The pictures speak volumes. I mean, yourself. Yeah, yourself. I mean, how many times do you see that with guys online yourself? With guys with, you know, monetary things, you know, flash cars, uh, cigars, like you said, sunglasses, trying to act cool, trying to give a persona who they are. And what we call that is the representative. The representative isn't the real person. The representative is who they think the woman wants to see. And that isn't reality. That's not authentic. And good women don't want that. They just want a nice, decent guy. Men tend to have the opinion and the epiphany that women want guys with six packs. They want guys to, you know, be like Brad Pitt, George Clooney. So I'm just going to make a generalized statement. If you're a divorced dad, you're typically going to be 35 plus, Okay. So if you're 35 plus to say 55 in terms of age range, 60 maybe, you're probably not going to have six pack. You probably go to the gym, you probably keep fit, but it's a reality. You're probably going to have balding hair, hairlines receding, gray hair. That's you. But guess what? The women have the same issues as well, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Not as, as trim. They're not as fit as they were when they were 25. So why are we pretending to be someone we're not? Just be yourself, okay? 
authentic photos where your personality is shining and smile. I love that you said that, Chris. We love smiles. You have to smile. Have a smile. And if you want to put an action picture, say, for instance, you're into, I don't know, American football or you're into ice hockey in your spare time, it's okay to put one picture like that to get your personality across. But what you're trying to get across in the picture, you're human, you're energetic, you're gregarious, you're outgoing, you're fun. No one wants to see a trout pout. I think you call it in the States the duck face. With a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one wants to see that. They want to see you, right? So just put your best foot forward. Yeah, be authentic, like you said. Okay, now let's talk bios. So we got the photos, now the bio. Yeah, bios are critical. So the bio and the pictures, I would add, is what I would call the shop window. Okay, so I use an analogy. So, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see, as a lady, you may understand this as well, you see a mannequin. There's a mannequin with a nice dress on. You think, oh, that's a nice dress. I think I'll go into the shop and see what's in there. Okay, that is what your bio is. Oh, I love that metaphor, a shop window. I've never heard that. Chris Jones, I am learning things today. Here we go. I'm coming, I'm coming. Shop window. (laughs) That is such a great metaphor for the bio. Love it. 100%. So if you see the shop window and it entices you, you think to yourself, you know what, I'll go inside, see what other gems are going to be inside. Maybe there's another dress, maybe there's a handbag, maybe there's some shoes, etc. However, if the mannequin doesn't entice you, you're not going to go in. Now, you don't know if you go in, you can get a free dress, but it doesn't matter. You're never going to go in there. And that's how you need to look at your dating profile in terms of what you write. If what you write isn't enticing enough, i.e. you put two lines or two words maybe, the woman isn't going to say, oh, by the way, you look very nice, but I couldn't understand much about your personality or background. Can you please tell me? She's got 50,000 other guys who are giving her the same attention or more attention than you. So she's not going to waste her time. So it's your opportunity, like as if you were going for an interview in your CV, to put your best foot forward to show her what you're about, okay? In addition to that, that's the first bit, make an effort. Make sure that what you're saying is relevant and different. So many times on bios, let's take Hinge for example, okay, as a dating site. You get questions like, um, tell me an unpopular you know, topic or something. And the majority of questions and answers are something like, oh, um, I like pineapple and pizza. Or um, tell me something you've done that's uh, crazy. Oh, I quit my job. That's not really that enticing. That's not really going to stimulate the mind, right? right? You want to put something, grab their attention. So you've got a smiley face, you're looking good in pictures, you've got something really personal, like some passion you have, could be reading, I know, crime novels, or could be the fact you used to play lacrosse at a decent level, and now you love going to lacrosse, whatever it may be, or you love cooking Italian food because you're half Italian and also Japanese cuisine, whatever it may be. But something to give some of your personality that comes across on the page. So a woman thinks, you know what? This guy sounds different. This guy sounds interesting. And this guy sounds like someone I possibly would want to get to know more. Someone I could have interesting conversation with. We ladies are stimulated by interest. You know, if someone appears interesting and piques my curiosity, I'm going to think I could have good conversation with him. You know what? That's right. There's a saying, and I, and I do say this to more so to men, so I think more applicable. But with women, if you stimulate the mind, the body will follow. Oh, it sure will. You need, so you know. <laughs> you know right? I was right on that. Stimulate Chris. the mind, the body will follow. The body will yes. follow. You know what? I would also want to just add on to all of your great suggestions around bios is ask, maybe even ask a lady a question in your bio. Mm-hmm. Say something about yourself. Exactly. What her opinion is. And then at the end, 
kind of like a hook, like, what do you think about blank? Or do you enjoy you know, something? 100%. Yes, because already that will show me you want to get to know me. Exactly. And, that and that's very attractive. Men, yeah, you're 100%. And then obviously when a woman does reply, one thing, one pitfall men seem to fall down sometimes is that when they actually have that interaction with a the female, they don't go back or she'll ask him a question, he'll respond with like, yes or no. It doesn't actually ask a question back, so therefore the conversation doesn't flow back and forth. And that's another tip I would say to men. If you do manage to get to a situation where a woman's going to engage with you, continue that conversation. Never answer the question, and that'd be the end of it. Answer the question, ask the question back. Answer the question, answer the question back. And that's how the conversation will flow. So your, your objective, realistically, when you're actually having conversation is to m- obtain the connection, then it's to maintain the connection and then it's to nurture it, okay? And once you do that, that's when it's organically will flow and good things will happen. But the first things first, obtain that connection. And obtaining it with all these great suggestions about how to create this intriguing, inviting bio. That's key. And I also yes, love how you just said to maintain the connection because yeah. I, like many women, have had that experience where we match and then I'm excited, like, oh, we yeah. match with this great guy. And then it's exactly as you just said. It's answering the question that I've asked him and nothing else. And you know what I do after that, Chris? Do you know what I do? Guess what I do? What do you do? I never talk to him again. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that harsh? Is that harsh? I'm like, you know, no, if already no, he can't no, ask me a question, I'm out. I can't, I'm, no, I can't no, be bothered because I do harsh. have lots of options. It's the bottom line. Precisely. Not waste my time. Precisely. And, and I don't think that's harsh. I, that's another thing as well. It's what I call the double C's, okay? The double C's are communication and consistency. Just communicate and then ghost, because like you said, you won't talk again. You need to be consistent with positive communication. And I think it's important that men and women understand that men and women typically date differently online. So you're a woman, so you can contest this and tell me if this is right or not. I shall. So when women date, you shall, you shall. I shall. (laughs) When when, um, they do date typically online, they're quite intentional with their dating. So they'll look at a profile, they'll look at the pictures, they'll look at um, what the guy's got in his bio. Based on that, they'll make an assumption. Yes, I like him, I'll match. No, I won't. Swap left, I'm not interested, okay? Men don't do that typically. What men do is they tend to swipe yes for 90% of the females if they think they're half decent or very attractive. And then what happens is they kind of store that batch and as soon as they get a match, they'll then focus on the ones that are most attracted to. And as a female, have you experienced it when you match with a guy and you never hear from him? Or you experience it when you match with a guy and he's very intentional, he's very on it in terms of getting to know you and finding out what you're about. And that's typically because when he's matched with you, depending on where he's at, you're at the top of his list or you're in the second bracket where he's matched with you, but there's other opportunities. And what he'll do is he won't come back to those opportunities until his prime targets have been focused on. And then he'll come back to those ones afterwards. So women are a lot more intentional and purposeful with their intentional dating online. And men seem to be a bit more vague, a bit laissez-faire about it, should we say. So my question then to you as the relationship coach, is that a good strategy, strategy for a man? Is that a good strategy? Is that benefiting them? I don't know if it is, Chris. That's a good question. The answer is no. However, (laughs) you need to be intentional of what you're doing, like the women are. However, I do encourage you to go on lots of dates, especially if you've been married. If you're a divorced dad, right? Oh, absolutely. been married for, say, 10, 15 years, right? Okay? So... The game's changed. The game's changed over the past five years, let alone the past 10 or 15, okay? And it is daunting, you know? 
I always say this and people seem to think really and some people say you know what I get it dating is a skill it's not something you've got a god-given right like breathing or sleeping or eating or driving it's a skill and depending on your skill level or how good you are naturally or how good you are being trained at it or putting the effort in will usually depict how well the dates go for you okay if you haven't been dating and you're anxious, or you suffer from communication, you can't communicate very well, or you're not sure how to dress, or not how to show positive intent, or how to reply, or how often I should reply, or what to say, it's going to be immeasurably more difficult. And that's where people like me come in to help you with stuff like that, right? If you are more active, more skilled in that area, it doesn't even mean that you know, you're gonna be more successful necessarily, but it just means you're armed with the tools to be more successful, right? And that's something I think people need to understand. So. If you're just going to have one conversation with one person, you're not doing yourself a, a service there. You're doing yourself a disservice. You need to be having multiple conversations. You understand what you want, what, what you understand, what you like, what's going to satisfy you. What are you looking for? Because most people, when they're dating, they don't actually know. What are you looking for? Ah, I don't know. I'm just like testing the water. And that's dangerous. That can be dangerous sometimes. Because sometimes you can mix with sharks. Sometimes you mix with people who really want to find someone and you're just wasting their time. You don't really know. So I always say have some intention of what are you looking to get from this dating experience? Is it a bit of fun? Is it to meet another significant other? Is it to get married? Is it just to have some companionship? Identify that and be very true and open and honest with the other person if that conversation should come up. I agree. Transparency is critical when you're dating. Absolutely. 100%. And actually, after divorce, I enjoyed being transparent. I enjoyed really just putting it out there, what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I enjoyed, like you said, I enjoyed practicing Dating again, I have yes. had and have so much fun doing that. It's fun. It's Dating fun. is it's fun. Not, it's, not, it's not a job. Exactly. Yes. Dating after fun, divorce right? is fun. I'm going to say it again. Yes. Dating after divorce is fun. Okay. So we talked about. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> okay. We've talked about the profile <laughs> pictures. We've talked about the bio. We've talked about the initial engagement. Here's a quick question for you. So if a gentleman has not responded sure. or if a lady has not responded in, let's say, 24 hours, should you just move on? Okay, so this is an interesting question, actually, because um, I work with quite a few dating coaches worldwide. A lot of them are in the States, actually. Most of the dating coaches I work with are actually female. And it's interesting. A lot of them actually say that they fall into that bracket where they don't actually apply for 24, 48 hours. They're like, oh, you know, I was just busy. Da, 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 da. Now, I slightly disagree with some of my dating coaching uh, camaraderies, should we say, because I feel that if you're interested, you make time, right? Within 24 hours, you you have time to say something to someone if you're interested. Right, okay. And here's my point, right? Whether it's when you're brushing your teeth, you're going to bed, when you're making a dinner, when you're putting the kids to bed afterwards, when you're sitting down watching the TV, watching Netflix, you know, making a cup of tea, there's a spare 30 seconds. We can drop a text and say, hey, how was your day? Or what you up to this weekend or was really good to see you last night or whatever, okay? Now, let's just say we give them, you know, a buy on that one. I give them some grace on that, okay? If someone hasn't replied to you in 24 hours and you've messaged them, give them the grace, strike one, okay? You can then follow up with that and say, oh, I didn't hear from you yesterday. I take it you're busy. Are you free tonight to catch up? If after another 24 hours I don't reply, it's out. Get rid, don't waste your time. Move on. The reason not coming back for a few reasons. They're bored, they don't want to, someone else is more of a priority to them, and more importantly, that priority is not you. 
you're not there to be an option, you're there to be a priority. So if they don't start treating like a priority, you don't give them respect of treating them like a priority, get rid. Now, what happens then sometimes is that it happens what I call popping out the woodwork. Well, after say another week or month, you say, hey stranger, how you doing? How's work? Oh, sorry, work's been busy, work's been manic, okay? Don't entertain that nonsense. I love that. <laughs> Forget it, no. don't even bother. Yes. Don't even acknowledge it. I don't even think you should acknowledge it. 100%. Don't even waste your time. Because what's happened in the background is that their number one choice, number two choice, they had their fun with them. Maybe they weren't interested in them. Then they go for their black book or what I call the payroll. Oh, who can I talk to? (laughs) Who's going to give me some attention? I know. (laughs) I know. Jack will. He likes me. Hey, Jack, how are you doing? Haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, yeah, you did. I messaged you twice, wanted to meet up with you. You used to go. That's the reality. So you don't be that guy. You're not a second choice. You're, you're not, not that choice. second choice, divorced dads. Exactly. No, you're not. Priority. You're priority. Exactly. You heard it from Chris 100%. Jones's mouth right here today on Sadie's Divorce and Happy. I'm right. Okay. Okay. Here's a great question for the dating coach. So you're having this great exchange on the app. How does the dad make that next move for the date? Any advice on that? I mean, how long do you go back and forth and yes. back and forth before you just ask a woman out? I always believe intensity rules over. Be intense. I don't mean intense being, being psycho or crazy, <laughs> but... <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. With what you want. Yeah, I have to clarify that, okay? Don't be creepy, guys. Don't be creepy, okay? And what I will say is, don't focus on the aesthetics of females. Focus more on the mindset and stimulate her mind. So, like, you're interested in her interest. One thing I will say, and I will give an example, sometimes guys feel it's appropriate to be too honest with things. And I'll give her an example what I mean here. Say, for instance, you have this, okay? But you see in her bio and her pictures that she's playing tennis, okay? You don't say to her when she says, oh, you know, did you like my pictures? Yeah, but I hate tennis. I've got no interest in tennis. You don't say that, okay? Because there's other guys who are saying, oh, I love tennis, whether they do or not. What you can say to be authentic to yourself is say, oh, I love sports. Tennis isn't a sport I've really played, but I'm down for uh, playing at some point. Don't suppose you're only good teachers, do you? Now, what you're showing her then is that you don't have necessary experience in her domain in, in terms of tennis, but A, you're willing to learn, B, you're willing to learn with her, and C, you want to engage and you want to do something that you're not typically interested in. That shows you're adaptable and you're agile to the environment, okay? Best case scenario, you love tennis, in which case you can talk about tennis all day long, but you don't tell her what you don't like or you can't do, you always come forward with what you do like and yes. you can do or how you mold into her world. Her job is not to fit into your world. Your job's not necessarily to fit into her world, but it's about a partnership and a relationship and showing that you're agile and malleable to fit together because she possibly has kids. You have possibly have kids. There has to be some form of negotiation, both from a mental perspective, in terms of activities, life, commitments, etc. So you don't want to start kind of negative points at the start before you even meet someone. I think that is very important to get across. I agree. Here's a question I have, and I don't know if you've been asked this before as a dating coach. Sure. But, okay, so you meet a woman or you meet a man and, you know, they have kids and you have kids and you have different parenting schedules. Oh, Chris, it's like the kiss of death. I can't even tell you how many times I've met a great guy and he has the opposite weekend of me. It's like all we can do is meet on a Monday. Oh, it just hurts my heart a little bit when that happens. (laughs) So as a a dating coach, I mean, do you have any... 
I mean, part of me wishes that we just put it out there. My my parenting and our bios are my parenting schedules are on these. You know, anyway, not that we're going to do that, but yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. Like that's challenging as a yeah. divorced parent. So here's what I say to that. So come back to the last question. Where should you ask the number? You should ask the number as soon as you feel there's some form of connection there. Okay. If you ask after say five or six messages, you can get a number after five or six messages. Sometimes women will respond to that. Sometimes they'll say to you, let's jump on a video call first. If I do that, I want to get to know you better first. Respect that. Continue the positive communication. And then ask maybe the following day once you've had that phone call and continued conversation. In answer to the schedule, yes, that is a question I get. What I find typically is that women, when they find out you've got children, they tend to ask quite soon off their own back, probably because of that, the question, how often do you see your kids? Now, the reason they're doing that is for a number of reasons. A, they're sussing out if you're a good dad, if you actually see your kids. <laughs> That's right. the first point. Sure. B, yeah, they're finding out to see when you see your kids, as you quite rightly said, does that fit and align with me seeing my kids? Typically, let's say worst case scenario, you have every other weekend with your kid. It just so happens to be the other weekend to the partner. So technically speaking, you can never see each other. I always believe where there's a will, there's a way. If you really want to make effort, perhaps you'll say to the father of your children or the mother of your children, look, for this weekend, we probably mix it up or whatever, or get your brother or your sister or a nanny in for a couple of hours to go for a coffee and walk at the weekend or something. There's always something you can do. Because if you're going to meet potentially the love of your life, and this person is, and someone said, so you know what, this is the guy who's the right guy for you, or this is the woman who's the right woman for you. However, you have opposing schedules, would you not do what it took to make it work, to make it happen? And you would. So whilst that is a problem, in essence, it isn't a problem and things can happen, providing both people are understanding, both people are patient, and you're both in the same situation understanding that I have kids, my kids are my priority, but I do care and want you as well. All these great steps, things are flowing, things are popping. If you've got the number, what are you doing with it? Okay, so if you haven't, first thing to do, arrange a phone call. It enables her to hear your voice, hear your character, your personality, shot us through, okay? That's the first thing. Secondly, pretty imminently, within 24 hours of getting the phone number, bit via text, even if you don't call, set a date or at least initiate the conversation if you'd like to meet up. Something casual, maybe a walk in the park and a coffee, maybe dinner, maybe drinks. I wouldn't advise typically going for dinner where you're spending sort of three hours together or two hours a day. Do something light and fun-hearted. So if it doesn't work out, she's not feeling awkward, she feels trapped, and same for you as well. So coffee is always a good one on a walk, or maybe if you live near a beach, walk on the beach or the hills, wherever you may live. But that's what I'd advise. But when you get that number, set your intent. You also have to be understanding is that, like it to a job, you know, there's a vacancy for her partner, okay? She has many applicants, okay? So you want to make sure that she's interviewing you first, okay? Not that you're like in the parlor, come to those after I've seen all the other guys. No, if you're on it, because other guys are going to be on it as well, show her that you're on it. I'd like to take you out. When are you free? If she comes back and says, oh, okay, cool. I'm busy this weekend. How about next weekend? You then come back. Cool. I'm free Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Which day works for you? I'll make myself available for you, etc. Show your intent. Show you're making an effort, Okay. When you get there, make sure you're looking good. Shoes, clean. Shirts, clean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have a nice wash. Some aftershave. Not a lot of dog hair. I shouldn't have the dog hair or the cat hair on the shirt. Is that what you're saying? No dog hair. Okay. First impressions count. And I want to make a comment about dress sense as well. That you can always dress up. 
but you can't, sorry, you can always dress down, but you can never dress up, okay? So what I mean by that, if you're going to say, I love it to a job interview, if you go to a job interview and you go in the shirt, trousers, and the guy walks in, the interviewer, and he's got on a tie and a nice suit, you, could, you can't just pull out a suit out of your back pocket and say, oh, here's my suit now. You're done. That's you. However, if you're wearing a suit and a tie and a person in front of you is more casual, you can take off your jacket, roll up your sleeves, take off your tie, and guess what? You're not casual. So always dress smarter rather than more casual because first impressions count. And there's so many times women say, yeah, he looks good, but he didn't really make much of an effort. Or yeah, his hair was all over the place. He looked like he'd just woken up. Did like his shoes that weren't polished or he wore some tatty trainers from 1955 or whatever. That, that, the first impressions count and typically women are making an effort on their dates. So oh, we are. We're on. getting the hair big. We're putting our cute outfit exactly. on. Exactly. The nails, hair. The nails. Yes, exactly. So put on the nice shirt, guys. Yes. You can do that, dads. That's yeah, easy. That's easy. Effort. That's easy. Okay. So they're 100%. on the first date. They're dressed right. What is your last yeah. bit of advice for our divorced dads for, about the first date? date okay there's different approaches so if someone like me i read body language i'm a good judge of character and i can understand how things are actually going if you feel confident you can say at the end of the first date i really had a really good time enjoyed spending some time with you would you like to do it again now the issue with that is depending on the female whether she wants to see you again or not she's probably going to say yes okay? yeah puts her on However, the spot you, yeah exactly but yeah, it puts her on the spot. So that's not necessarily what you should do unless you feel really, really confident that she had a really, really good time. It shows intent. What I do like to do, though, I would advise, is get her a cab home, make sure she gets home safe. I always like to say to the female, please let me know when you get home safe. Twofold. A, you should be caring if she gets home safe. And B, it gives another opportunity to start the conversation off again on the same evening rather than thinking, oh, hello, good morning, the following day or the following two days, okay? When she gets home in the cab, hi, I got home safe, cool. You can then reply, just thought I'd let you know, I had a really good time with you tonight, love our company, I would love to do it again sometime if you're up for it. So you suggested the second date. So you've kind of lined it up to line the second date up. Good strategy. That's a good strategy strategy over there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Got one step ahead, right? So always say that in the first date, let me know when you get home safe. Nine times out of 10, they will. If it gets to sort of two and a half hours later and you know she's half an hour down the road and she hasn't messaged you, you can still message and say, oh, just wanted to make sure you got home safe. She'll then reply and say, yeah, I did. Then you can say, oh, I had a really good time with you tonight. Thanks for doing it again. So it doesn't actually matter if she replies to you a lot and says, I've got home safe because you're going to initiate the conversation that evening. Okay, it's important that evening, whether she messages you first or not. Chris, this has been such a delicious chat with so much wonderful information. I know our dads are excited. They're about to get on their apps and make some changes to their photos and their bios and how they interact with the ladies. (laughs) This is going to be fantastic for them. Lots of dates for dads on Father's Day month. Okay, so Chris, how can our dads find you and get more of this wonderful advice that you're giving? Awesome. So they can find me two ways. One on Instagram. So you can find me at Chris Jones underscore the snug room. Alternatively, you can go to the website, which is www.thesnugroom.com. Feel free to message me, DM me any questions, queries, and advice you may need. More than happy to help. Or if you just want to look at some of my content, feel free to follow me on Instagram as well. So once again, that's Chris Jones underscore the snug room. The snug room. Mm, I want to check out the yes. snug room. Okay. And also Chris and I, for everybody who's on Clubhouse, and if you're not on Clubhouse, you should definitely download the app. It's a fantastic resource to have 
incredible conversations with people from all over the world. And Chris and I are going to do a special clubhouse chat on the friend zone because we know a lot of yes. a lot of guys get friend zoned by women and they don't want to be. So, Chris, what are we going to talk about in that chat? Talk about so many things. But I think one of the two main things we're going to talk about is actually why did you get friend zoned? and getting out of the friend zone once you're in there, because that's a big problem, I think. So that's what we're going to focus on. Okay, and that chat, gentlemen, is going to be on Monday, June 28th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So you put that on your calendar, because I know I know the dads, I, get, I have a lot of male friends, and they're like, Sadie, mm-hmm. I hate being in the friend zone, and I get it. <laughs> Nobody likes being put in the friend zone. So Chris is going to give you some great tips so you can avoid the friend zone. And if you're in it, you can get out, get out of the friend 100%. zone. Can't wait for that conversation. All right, dads, you go and get those delicious dates. It's Father's Day month. You just have so much fun because dating after divorce is fun. Right, Chris Jones? It's amazing. Stay positive and enjoy it. It's a fun experience. Enjoy it. God damn it. <laughs> All right. We will connect soon on Clubhouse. Till then, you take good care, Chris Jones. Thank you. Look after yourself. Pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. So fantastic to kick off Divorce Dads Month with my guest, Chris Jones, and all of his game-winning strategy around dating apps and first dates. I am so excited to learn from all of the dads listening how you are now going to avoid being the representative with your photos. You're going to create that inviting shop window for the ladies when they view your profile, and you're going to maintain that enticing conversation after the match. Absolutely. Have fun with all those delicious dates, dads. Again, I am your host, Sadie Marie, and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Till then, you take good care.